Podcasting from Singapore and broadcasting all around the world. You're listening to the Ignite EdTech Podcast with Craig Kemp, taking the pulse of educators from all over the globe and bringing what you need every week. When you need answers, you go to the experts. Created by an educator for educators and streaming to the world. Now, over to your host, Craig Kemp. Hello and welcome to episode 57 of the Ignite EdTech Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Kemp, and I'm thrilled to have your support. Thank you for the feedback on EduSpark. It's amazing to hear the positive feedback from all of you. Trust me when I say that this is going to be huge. Stay connected here with updates and at eduspark.world. As most of you know, I continue to work with the incredibly talented Mark Quinn to improve the final audio quality of this podcast. He has his own podcast production studio that provides editing and mastering services to content creators. To connect with Mark, please see the details in the podcast notes below. Last week, I encouraged you to explore EduSpark and the voices you want to amplify. Thank you for sharing as always. So many of the people mentioned are already involved in EduSpark, which is incredible. Check out the social streams for more. This week, I wanted to ask about your week. Often we forget to check in and see how people are going and what they're doing. I wanted to take some time to ask you, how are you doing? What has been positive this week? And what's one challenge you've given yourself? I can't wait to hear about you and the work that you are doing. Please share with me via our Ignite EdTech social streams. I look forward to hearing your responses soon. A tool that has positively impacted the authentic and purposeful use of technology into classrooms and meeting rooms that I have worked in is bit.ai. Bit.ai is the world's most powerful workplace and document collaboration platform. It's built for teams and individuals to create, collaborate, and organize knowledge in one place from anywhere in the world. Create fast, dynamic notes, documents, wikis, knowledge bases, projects, client deliverables, technical docs, training guides, and client portals, while integrating across the apps you work with. I can see a lot of benefits of using Bit in your schools, and recommend you jump in and explore. I highly recommend you take a look at bit.ai. The link is in the description below, and please do share your feedback on that. Last week, we talked about amplifying voices and supporting others in their growth and development. If you're interested in learning more, go back and listen to last week's episode. This week, I wanted to talk about resilience, one of the most important skills in my mind that we need to use to be successful as learners. A big query I have about resilience is, do we explicitly teach this skill to students and adults that we engage with? Are we doing a good enough job to teach our learners the importance of resilience and coming back from challenges and how technology can help us? More importantly to me is how we are being resilient in our schools when it comes to integrating technology authentically and purposefully to add value to learning. In my experience, building resilience starts with school culture and individuals' mindsets towards adopting new models of teaching and learning. Technology can support and accelerate these efforts, but it cannot be the driver of greater resilience. Across the world, we've seen that the education systems that already had clear plans and programs for pedagogical transformation and technology adoption before the pandemic were able to transition to distance learning significantly faster and more successfully than any other systems. Several education systems provide examples of how culture and technology can work together to build whole system resilience through three specific ideas. Number one, collaborative capacity building. 
The idea of working together to jointly build capacity of individuals in a school or organization, as I've talked about before, and one of the key reasons why we built eduspark.world, to be a place where educators and leaders can come together from every corner of the globe to learn, develop, and grow with the best and with a powerful community functionality to close the loop on learning. Number two, standardizing digital platforms. Across schools, it's critical to have standardized platforms to ensure learners transition smoothly and learning with technology becomes powerful and not a hindrance to learning. Being consistent and strategic in this space, from hardware to software, is key to a resilient program of tech integration. Number three, using your digital platform for change management. This to me stems from culture and makes change happen. How can you harness the power of your tech solutions to change mindset, skill sets and culture in your school? As we move forward beyond COVID-19, stakeholders from all sectors, schools, governments and private companies must work together to support the development of more resilient, equitable and engaging learning systems. We must continue to learn together and develop clear and shared visions for the next era of learning. I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out with your ideas and thoughts. Every week, I bring you a short interview with some of my edu heroes, an engaging learning experience with someone who makes a difference in education every day, with a particular focus or angle towards educational technology. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with the incredible Hamish Brewer. Let's have a listen to the chat. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Hamish Brewer, who you may know is at BrewerHM on Twitter. Hamish and I have been connected for a long time now, and I'm constantly inspired by his leadership and powerful messages. Hamish is an award-winning educator and principal, inspiring, advocating, and amplifying the voices of educators and students everywhere. He's an author, speaker, and leader who's known as the relentless tattooed skateboarding principal from Northern Virginia. The best part, in my opinion, is that he's a fellow Kiwi, and I'm super proud to have one of my fellow countrymen here to amplify his voice today. Hamish, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Are you ready to talk about education and technology integration? Yeah, bro. Uh, Craig, great to uh, great to be here. I really appreciate you having me on board. Um, super stoked. And it's always good to talk to a fellow Kiwi overseas. You know, um, I'm always inspired by Kiwis doing great things. We often uh, bat well above our weight and uh, continue to shake the world up and try and make a difference. And super honored to have an opportunity to speak with you today. Humbled that you'd have me on, bro. Thanks, mate. Let's go for it. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your current role and what inspires you to do what you do? Yeah, dude, I feel like I'm all over the map sometimes. I I take on a multitude of roles, um, you know, from speaking, being an author and advising and things like this. But I think the most important role I have and the one I'm most proud about is the fact that I'm still a sitting current principal and I'm a principal of a middle school. I'm actually getting ready to start my fifth year there at Fred Lynn Middle School. I can't believe I'm about to start year five. Five years ago when I took on uh, being the principal at Fred Lynn, people thought I was crazy. You know, it was one of the toughest, uh, considered one of the toughest assignments schools in the state and we completely turned it around and uh, I'm really proud of the work we did and my work got amplified by the amazing educators and students around me, and I'm, I'm really fortunate. But I'm a school leader. I'm a principal. I've been an elementary principal and a secondary uh, principal. So really fortunate that I can uh, talk from both sides like that. But uh, that's my current role. That's what I'm doing. I love it. And uh, any, 
anytime I'm in front of kids, man, that's what it's all about for me. That's so cool to hear. Hey, Michelle, I've followed your journey as well. And it's a pretty amazing one. Now, you're known as the tattooed skateboarding principal. What values do you bring to leadership that make you stand out from the rest and make a difference in the lives of the people you work with every day? Yeah, you know, bro, I think I think some of it is just that I'm a Kiwi, man. And, you know, you grow up pretty humbled as a Kiwi. You don't have a whole lot and uh, you make do with what you have and you, and, and you just strive, man. I think out the way we grew up in New Zealand and, and the values that were installed in the schools we went to and the education we had and the opportunities we had, man, it's about family. And I make the work that I do about family. And we call that whānau down in New Zealand. You make it about the whānau, the family. Family comes first, man. It's about relationships, people. You know, I often uh, share the famous uh, Māori quote, uh, what is the most important thing in the world? It is he tangata, he tangata, he tangata. It is the people, it is the people, it is the people. And I really strive to make my leadership about people, about those relationships, those connections, family, lifting one another up, taking care of one another and sharing. You know, the greatest gift we have is the opportunity to give back and I'm proud and, and honored that I get an opportunity to do that every day working with the students and communities that I do. But, man, I think my roots, my heritage, where it all began, man, um, and family's not about tattoos. It's not about um, ball caps and skateboards and all the fun stuff I do. Man, it's just about being authentic, relevant, and real, man, keeping it real. And uh, if I'm not keeping it real and I'm not being authentically me, man, somebody needs to kick me in the shins, bro, because you got to stay humble and you got to stay hungry and never forget where you came from. Yeah, and I think you live by that every day and you certainly share that on social media and that's where you and I have, have connected quite a lot, Hamish. And I've seen this in your book as well. You know, you're an author of Relentless, Disrupting the Educational Norm. Tell us a little bit about the book and why we should be reading it. Well, dude, man, you know what's crazy? I never set out to write, write a book, man. The audience the audience kept asking. People wanted to learn more. They wanted to hear more of the story. And I was really refusing to write it for the longest time. And uh, Dave Burgess, uh, uh, the Teach Like a Pirate, he got, he got to me and said, hey, man, when we write in Relentless, when are we doing this? And he really inspired me to uh, really take the leap um, for a guy like me that failed my high school exams. Writing is not something I set out to do, man. It was a tough task. But in writing Relentless, man, I had this goal that I, I wanted to be authentic. I wanted it to be real. I wanted it to be relevant. You know, I wanted Relentless to be a book that uh, anybody could pick up, that your neighbor could pick up. I wanted an educator to be able to pick it up and any kind of educator, right? Like a principal, a teacher, a school board rep. But I wanted, I really wanted to do something different, man. There's so much out there that's just saying the same thing, doing the same thing. And I just wanted to be authentically just new, fresh and relevant. And I think I achieved that, you know, relentless takes you on a journey, man. There's a lot of surprises in there. The goal was that people could grow both professionally and personally. I was really, I'm really inspired to help people grow, not just professionally, but personally. Like I often think in education, we forget that piece that, we have to grow people, man. We have to develop people. We have to enrich people, nurture them, lift them up. And I really wanted Relentless to do that and really inspire people to make a difference, really look at the work they were doing differently. But at the same time, give them the roadmap. Give them a roadmap of secret ingredients that worked for me, the stuff that worked for me I wanted to share so that people could apply it, take it, apply it, make it theirs. And that way, more kids are winning, more communities are winning. And I wanted everybody to have a taste of that. And you know, there's some fun stuff in there, man. Like I throw a chapter in about the fire trucks and 
crashing fire trucks. I, I talk about my travels and backpacking. You know this, Craig, being a Kiwi man is what we do, right? You throw the backpack on, you hustle and away you go, man. And so I just wanted people to live their most passionate, purposeful life. And I think that's really important that in education, sometimes we can get so caught up in the moment and the work that we're doing that sometimes we forget to live our most passionate, purposeful life in real life, right? And so I really wanted to inspire that. I'm really excited about how many people Relentless is reaching. Um, and, and like I say, man, I wanted it to be real, authentic and relevant and just different to what was out there, you know? It's, it's super inspiring to hear that as well, Hamish, especially as a fellow Kiwi to hear those sorts of things that you're doing and have done and, and how humble you are on that journey as well. You also have a docu-series, which I've just discovered. Tell us a little bit about this and where we can find it. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, a few years back, man, the uh, publishing house out of D.C. and New York heard about my story uh, through the Washington Post and heard about the success and what we were doing to turn around some of the most at-risk schools. And uh, they, they reached out to me, and I thought they were crazy at first, man, because who wants to hear about a who wants to who wants to watch an educator, right? Like sometimes like you really want to film me like this is that's not what we do. Right. And so I kind of uh, ignored them a few times thinking, oh, this is ridiculous. And then they kept reaching out. And then we sat down and we had a conversation. They were like, we'd like to film you for a day and and kind of talk. And and it, and it kind of grew a life of its own, man. They uh, we we I, I, I asked them, I said, the only thing I ask you is that you be real. We're authentic, we're relevant, and that we're honest in, in, in the work that we do. And I, I wanted to do something gritty. Um, they were really cool. The Freethink team were really cool about allowing me to have input. Um, it was a real collaboration and something really, really unique in the U.S. setting and that we had an opportunity to film like that. It's really unusual. And we filmed, uh, uh, so far, the docu-series Relentless on Freethink. You can find it on Facebook, all the different social medias, but you know, what was really cool was that it's uh, taken on three episodes and it's going through the evolution of work that we've done. And it's another example of way that people can watch it, be inspired by it, motivated by it, and um, they can learn from it. But what blew me away, man, was that, you know, over 40 million people have taken views on this stuff and it's just completely, completely blew me away how well it was received and how into it people got. And it was a chance to amplify my work. And so the docu-series has been incredibly unique. It's crazy to see behind the scenes of filming. Like, of with it's like basically three uh, 12 to 15-minute videos, but there's like over 130 hours of footage that went behind 45 minutes of video. It's just absolutely incredible. But the amount of people from all around the world that have reached out to me after watching the series Relentless and sharing with me and talking to me about what they took from it and how they were inspired, man, it's, it's been crazy. You know, some of the work I've done and, and, and we've done is uh, there's a place in Germany that put a mural based on some of the mur mural works that I've done out on the front side of a complete building. Like, I, you know, I talk to people all the time that you never know when legacy comes knocking, you know, people listen, they remember how you made them feel the things that you said, they never forget that and they take it somewhere and it comes knocking every now and again. And every now and again, I keep getting these messages of you changed my life, you turned my life around, you changed my career, all these different messages. And it's just blowing me away the reach of relentless all around the world, you know. And you've done so much, Hamish, you've achieved so much already in your career. 
What's your next big goal? What do you want to do or achieve that you haven't yet been able to do? Yeah, you know, that's a that's a really big, big, big thing, man. I'm really thinking hard about that because I got some ideas, you know. Um, I've really got into this idea around philanthropy and giving back. And I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of mental health and well-being of our youth. And I've got this idea that um, what I want to do is use my platform to have people make donations to me. It started out as a skateboard donation program. And I want to donate skateboards to kids. But more importantly, I want to use my platform to collect donations by selling maybe my skateboards and my T-shirts to do a couple of things. I want to invest back into the community. Um, but the most important thing I want to do is I want to pay for every child's first uh, screening or visit to a professional of mental health. Like if they need to see a counselor, if they need to see a psychologist, if they need to see someone to get help so that we can remove the stigmatization of shame, blame and fear of getting help for our youth. You know, that's that's my big thing that I'm, I'm working about how to uh, mobilize that and bring it to fruition. Like, I just, I just don't want to sell a T-shirt and, you know, you've put something out there. I want to have, I want to give it all back, man. I want to give it back to kids that need it. I lost a student a few years back to youth suicide, and it changed my whole life, man. It changed my outlook on so much, and I wanted to make a massive difference from there. And I swore from that day on that I would take my advocating for every single kid through a brick wall and back again, and I would not, never, ever again negotiate on a kid or their opportunities and any of that. And so... I've got this, I, I want to do more philanthropy. Um, I'm really excited about some opportunities to give back in New Zealand a little bit. I'm hoping to grow those opportunities. But, um, you know, man, I just I just want to continue to stay hungry, stay humble, never forget where I came from because, you know, life has a way of humbling us and bringing us back down to earth. And I just want to make sure that everything I'm doing is about giving back. And as long as I'm living in that light and continue to do that, you know, great things will happen. Um, I'm about to be in a, uh, a movie documentary, Humanity Stoke, that's got some of the world's greatest um, surfers, skateboarders, musicians, politicians, scientists, people that have a love of skateboarding that uh, do philanthropy. They're going to be in this doc series, Humanity Stoke. I'm going to be in it with my boyhood hero, Tony Hawk. And I'm um, super excited about that to be released in a couple of weeks. So, you know, a lot of exciting, really cool things on the on the docket, man. I just want to mobilize them. That's awesome to hear, man. I can't wait to see that series. You definitely have to link that out and share it with us all. Let's jump into some quick fire questions, Hamish. Just the first thing that comes to your head, 20 seconds, you know, the first answer that you can think of, and then a really brief why. What is your hashtag one word for 2021? You know what, bro? I'm a little bit crazy when it comes to the one word, man. I don't I don't believe culture takes breaks, man. I, I'm relentless every year, bro. It doesn't change for me. Um, the one word, man, I'm not changing it, man. It's, it's relentless. It is what I do. It is who I am. It's what I'm about. It's my drug. It's what I do. And every year, man, it's going to be the same. I don't take a break, man. My culture don't take a break for that. You know, it's, I keep coming, man. I was one more round. I get back up again and again, and I stay relentless, bro. So for me, I don't much do the one word too much because I believe that my one word's the same one year route, man. Nothing changes. Same mission, same vision, same goals, bro. Boom. Love it. What's your favorite EdTech book or resource? You know, man, I love uh, a, a number of different EdTech resources, man. Um, I've got, I'm starting to get into this virtual reality place, you know, like I'm getting into, I think that this industry of virtual reality, gaming, all this sort of technology around the design and coding around 
all this sort of stuff, man, is a curriculum that our kids need to engage and be exposed to so that they have opportunities to access that billion-dollar industry out there and, and getting our curriculum away from the standardization and into a place that allows kids to be able to problem-solve, you know, critical think, be creative, collaborate, and communicate. That's where I see it all going, man. I want to be all about that, you know? So for me, I, I use technology to help enhance the instruction, help enhance the practices so that we can be great. Like this year with COVID, you know, it's been a crazy year, but one great thing that came out of it, I think we use technology even better than we ever have. And we've given kids these platforms via Canvas and things like this, where kids are able to really be in tune with what they're being asked to do, um, how they're being graded, what it looks like. It's real time. I love this real time aspect that we're able to give to kids now and provide to kids instead of this, hey, I'll get back to you in a week or two weeks. Like, I'm loving the use of technology now around real-time access. And what is one daily habit or practice that helps you enjoy, progress, and succeed in your career? Man, that is a great question. I can be a little bit scatterbrained, a little bit all over the planet, Craig. I can I can be all over the place. So some things that I've d- that I do, like when I know that I got to get moving on something, I'll write a list. A bit of a I'm a sticky note guy, bro. I've got sticky notes everywhere, and sometimes I have to just write a list. And I feel real good when I cross stuff out and knock it out. And I'll, I'll go on this uh, rage for an hour and knock as much stuff as I, I can out in an hour. That's kind of one of my things. Like I know that I am the most uh, efficient and effective first thing in the morning. So I spend my time first thing in the morning going really, really hard. I don't really sleep a whole lot, so I'm really rolling all the time. But those things like sticky notes and crossing things out, I'm learning to be a better do a better job of carry some sort of notebook around with me because I'm always thinking, I've always got ideas I'm dropping and I'm not very good at capturing them. So I'm learning to capture those things a bit better. But I, I think the one, the other thing I'll say, Craig, is this drink water, bro. The, the moment I uptake my tick and uh, uptick my take, intake of water, man, it was game changer. Something simple like that, man, was a game changer. Yeah, that's awesome. I agree. I'm a massive water drinker as well. And I, you see the huge benefits of it, especially, you know, when I wake up in the morning and take it on as well. What's your favorite education-focused quote, Hamish? Man, I got a couple, bro, and it comes back to people, man. You know, one of the ones I love the most that I speak about uh, all the time is you can't uh, serve somebody you think you're better than. I think it just comes back to what I've talked about the whole way through this. People, relationships, staying humble, staying hungry, not thinking you're better than someone, that you always give a seat at the table. We, we build longer tables, not taller walls. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has a seat at the table. Everybody's family, man. And that we don't judge because judgment hurts, that we take everybody in where they're at, where they are and who they are. And we take them from where they're at like that and we roll with them together, you know. So you can't serve someone you think you're better than has, has really stead me well. In my whole career, another couple is that I will say to people, when you look in the mirror, can you say you're better for kids today? Can you say you're better for colleagues today? Because I think you got to be able to have these personal conversations with yourself that says, I'm, I was better for kids, I was better for my colleagues, and I strive to be a great person today, you know? And that's a personal conversation with you and nobody else. And I often tell people all the time, man, our kids are an opportunity, not an obligation. If you're in this business looking at kids out of obligation, then you're doing the wrong job, man. It's an opportunity. Every day we get to impact kids is an opportunity, brother. Man, that's totally inspiring. I love it. You know, you've, you've given us so many nuggets of wisdom throughout this, hey, Mish. So, so much stuff to go away and think about. What's the best way for the listeners to follow and connect with you? 
Yeah, bro. Look, I'm humbled that if anybody wants to follow me, man, that I try to keep an interesting Instagram account. So I do a lot of interesting things. You'll see my love of skateboards, tattoos, environmental issues, Volkswagens. I'm into old school Volkswagen Beetles. You'll see me hammering it up with that. You'll see my speaking. You'll see my students. You'll see that on Instagram. Great, great way to follow the story. I often engage in interesting conversations on Twitter at Brewer HM. You can hit me up on my website, www.hamishbrewer, Facebook, Hamish Brewer. Basically, anything with my name in it, you'll find me there, baby. You'll get me right there. Let's go. <laughs> Legend, Hamish. Thank you so much for your time today. Inspirational as always, mate. Yeah. Kia kaha, bro. Kia ora, bro. Appreciate you. Next week, join me for episode 58 of the Ignite EdTech podcast when I'm joined by the amazing Marialis Curran. One of the things I love doing is giving away prizes, so thank you for tuning in, listening, and hopefully following the Ignite EdTech podcast. Last week, I gave away one hour of free consultancy support from Ignite EdTech. To win, you need to complete the form at bit.ly slash edtechwin. The winner has already been contacted directly by me, and it is Sarah Tippett. Congratulations, Sarah. This week, I'm giving away the very first seat in the eduspark.world professional learning portal. Valued at $200 US for one year of unlimited learning at eduspark.world, this incredible prize in an incredible platform packed full of high-quality leaders, educators, and thought leaders from every corner of the globe could be yours. Don't miss getting your name in the hat to win this one. To win this prize, you need to go to bit.ly slash edtechwin and complete the simple form. It'll take you less than a minute to do. The link is in the description below. Competition closes on Wednesday the 4th of August and the winner will be contacted directly by me and announced on next Friday's podcast episode. Good luck. If you enjoyed today's episode, please, please, please smash that follow button and share it with your colleagues, friends and families. Please remember to spend two minutes to rate this podcast too so we can reach even more people and edtech enthusiasts globally. Please share your favorite part of today's episode by tagging us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And don't hesitate to ask me questions that I can answer in an upcoming episode. Remember, you have the chance to win as well. Check out the links in the description for more, and I'll see you again next week. If you liked today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode. And be in the drawing to win prizes every week. If you know others that would enjoy the show, please hit that share button and brighten their day. Join us again next week for your weekly EdTech hit with at Mr. Kemp NZ. We'll see you again soon.